<laughs> Hello, everybody. This is the Value Line Observer brought to you by the Value Guys. I'm Vern Value. And I'm Val Hughes. And we're a 20-year Wall Street veteran analyst portfolio year. manager. Vern. Okay, it's not exactly the same for both of us. I prefer to think of it as 20. Uh, who have d- adopted disguises, uh, altered our voices, uh, really, you know, complete secret identities so that we can bring you our unfiltered opinion about stocks every week. This week, uh, as uh, it, we use Value Line Investment Survey every week as uh, a source of ideas. Menu, if you will. This week, we're looking at the September 14, 2007 issue, which is uh, heavy on uh, energy. A lot of natural a lot of gas, Canadian petroleum. Week, right? There's a whole section on Canadian. They've got oil and gas distribution, coal, and wireless networking, just to mix it up a little bit. Um, September I just want to say I'm a big fan of our northern Canadian neighbors, and I'm glad we're in a really and we're, important alliance with them. And we're glad that they're starting them. to like us better yeah. these days as well. And um, it, we bring you this every week for entertainment purposes only, uh, with l- massive conflicts of interest, uh, probably about every name you'll hear us talk about. Including that it may not be entertaining. Uh, we apologize well, <laughs> for that in advance. That's a conflict of uh, the show's <laughs> <laughs> execution and your interests, I guess. Uh-oh. But. Uh, we're usually fairly entertained, and maybe you will be too. Uh, if you want to read more about us and uh, other caveats and other risk-reducing statements from us, please go to our uh, website, uh, thevalueguys.com, uh, where you'll, I think, do we talk about drinking there? I, I don't, don't think so. Do. I've tried to keep that on the We usually talk about it in the, the low down the right. show. Well, we like to, we're listen, drinking here's my, what I like to tell people. It's after it's, a, a week of It's the same professional work. advice we give to our paying clients High during the week, except we've been drinking here, and we make no secret about that. It's, uh, it's the weekend. Plus, we may right? know uh, little or nothing about any individual stock that we're talking about, uh, um, but uh, and uh, probably especially this week, at least on my list, um, which, uh, you know, I guess I already told people what was... Uh, yeah, you did. Let's move it. We'll show a little. I have uh, I have a series of uh, sort of what I think are interesting, kind of off the radar stocks. But first, um, let me introduce the uh, Trapper John McIntyre of Wall Street. <laughs> what does values. that even mean? I'm so sleepy this week. We didn't consider not doing Trapper the show because the show must sleepy. go on. We've only missed two weeks, and those were, uh, I think, during the holidays. But. Um, it's it's a strange time zone. The show's a little late this week. Want to apologize in advance. But you know what? I didn't have high yeah, hopes for this we week's edition week, of Value Line. We do. But I came up with a couple things that really look interesting. Um, two I've known for a long time. Vern's pushing me over the edge with the beverages. I just want to say in advance. And I don't know how you know much disclosure we We've gave. we made our name, you know, our yeah, preference but, for martinis. Uh, we so know well some known. of these... <laughs> You know. We know some of these stocks pretty hey, well. One we, I, I we shook Sinatra's know. hand, and we do know better. Well, okay. Anyway, I usually just go in order each week in the value line. I go through every, you know, pretty much every one. And uh, this week I've got three. Let me start off on page four sixty four. A little stock known as wow. Avery Dennison. For those of you and, taking uh, notes, page four sixty four. It comes from the combination of Avery and guess. Dennison, Dennison, thank you very much, back in 1990. <laughs> now, these guys are in this little chemical area, and if you've listened to the show, you know one of my themes is 
these specialty chemical guys, if they manage to stay in business at all, it's because they have something people need that adds a little, you know, spice to the product. And that little spice often helps sell the product. And so, like in any good sales position, you get a cut of the of the revenue on that. And so that accounts for them earning, you know, upper teens returns on capital forever. And they use a little bit of leverage to get into the, you know, mid-20s uh, returns on equity forever. They do it with a low teen. Forever? Time. Well, forever in value line speak, which means about <laughs> no 10 high years. peer folks. But I covered this in the in, back in the eighties even, and they've done this for a long time. They have this little magic where they go out. The theme on this is that they really provide industrial solutions. If you don't know Avery Dennison, they're a worldwide manufacturer of self adhesive base materials, labels, tapes, office products. Basically, things that stick to other things. Oh, go in an office, Max, and you'll see well, they have a whole row devoted yeah, to their Yeah, but that's just a small piece. That's 19%. The industrial business is 58% of revenue. And they go in and they help people do something better, quicker, cheaper by using adhesives in some application. And they make it their job to canvas your factory to see where they can find something to do that helps you get cheaper, faster, better. And they earn a nice return on that. Uh, the company throws off a lot of... Cash flow. What I'm attracted to is right now it's selling at nine times gross cash flow. Uh, they do have a growing capex budget right now, but um, you know they usually have a good return on their capex. They're spending money wisely. It's trading at a 20% discount multiple. You get a little bit of a yield, three percent, and uh, you know you have an above-average return company. Uh, some of the dynamics right now are that um, you know the as Value Line points out, they're having a slow period. That's why you get a chance to buy it. They've got some cost cutting that, if I'm doing the math right, is expected to add 50 cents a share to earnings over the next couple years. Estimates are coming down. Again, a reason why you get an opportunity to buy the stock right now. And uh, they're digesting an acquisition from last year, Paxar, which gives them a stronger share in the retail information business. And that's a lot of opportunity to cut costs going forward. So, um, you know, I could get into a little more detail. They don't have a lot of cash. Growth overall will be according to value line, 11 12% on earnings. I think that's low. These guys are adding value to ROI to their customers every day, earning a great return to do it, selling at a discount. I don't see any reason why this wouldn't you know, sell at, uh, I don't know, a one and a half times the, the, the market multiple in some frenzy. And, of course, you'd sell it to the people pricing it there. But I like Avery Dennison, AVY, for long-term play, page 464. Uh, do some homework on that, but I think you'll like it. Woohoo! Yeah. Even Vern likes that one. Okay. Uh, coming yeah, I do, up, actually. One of my favorite, just interesting stocks of all time. Um, I don't know why, other than when I went and visited this company years ago, it was like I was going into the 1950s. They have this old headquarters on 57th Street, and you're going into this sort of, you know, Swedish mod look from some. You know, Steve McQueen movie or something like that. Oh. And uh, everyone has a beehive The Thomas haircut. Crown Affair, yeah, yeah, Bullet, yeah. The Getaway. And, you know, what these guys do the great escape. is uh, we miss him they a lot. provide, Steve listen, you know, uh, Sand Pebbles was on today, by oh, the, the way. Sand Pebbles. Yeah. Anyway, um, th- what these guys do is they provide, as their name says, flavors and fragrances why is that important well every everything that has a smell that's a that's called fragrance in uh in in company speak and everything that has a taste that's a flavor well smell and taste these are very emotional 
uh, senses. They're and they, two of my favorite yeah, senses. And they, they drive purchase. So these guys have the secret formulas. They also have a bunch of PhDs in psychology on staff. They know what smell makes you buy something. They know what taste makes you buy something. When you think you're eating a McDonald's french fry... You may be, but in there is a flavor invented by these guys that tastes like you think a French fry should taste. They do uh, all the big perfumes that come out. They do. They pump, ladies and gentlemen. This is oh, unbelievable. They have a one hundred percent market no, share. Let all right, just, let's dial let me, back the hype a little okay, bit. Okay, let me say. Listen, in public debate, <laughs> hyperbola is allowed. Okay, they do it all, man. No, they have a big share, though. I think it's probably you know could be forty percent. Um, fragrances account for 57% of uh, revenue. Flavors, 43 What's well, annual revenue? Listen, I don't want to talk about that right now. I'm telling the story my way, Vern. Go ahead, Francis. I want to talk about their competitive edge. These guys are out in the marketplace helping people who sell stuff get the emotional impact that they need to pull the trigger. They pump air into department stores to have a smell that will get you to buy something. It's well, unbelievable. Well, my martini tastes good and it smells you're, good too you're probably <laughs> drinking something from them right now these guys have put up i'm just saying they've put up a mid-teens return on capital forever they leverage that into a you know this year 34 percent return on equity my god it just doesn't get any better they have uh, 32 percent debt to cap which you might think is high except it's perfect for them they pay less on the debt than they earn on capital and that helps shareholders for you know back for forever, which is 15 oh, years here. you want here. companies to use debt prudently Absolutely. in their capital structure. Now, this is not as Especially cheap. Especially if they have long-lived assets. Well, you, if you're earning you know, higher returns on your capital than it costs you to, on debt, of course, you'll do that all day long. Uh, now, these guys aren't as cheap as I'd like. They're, uh, you know, gross cash flow next year, 425 a share, stock at 50 I'd like 10 times, so I'm a little upset with that. Yeah, but I've got that. something at 12 times that I think I maybe I need to the, pay you know, as well. I'm stretching on this because these guys are well, so What is that, 7% cash yield still? Entrenched. It's still a good cash yield. And my thesis is they're so entrenched. You know, once you are the signature smell of a product, let me ask you, ladies and gentlemen, have you ever walked into an elevator and when you walk in, there's no one in there, but you know someone's been in there with a McDonald's package? I'm telling you, they create... They create, you know, brands out of thin air, and I'm not joking, uh, and that's worth something. They're earning mid, you know, low 20s operating margin, and the stock is right at a market multiple. It rarely is. It's got a little turnaround. Value Line just lowered the rating on August 31. You know, that's silly because this thing's about to do well for a long time. They had a four-year down cycle, and right now when people are a little worried about sales, a little worried about the economy, they're going to dig down and pay up for something that can give them a little edge in the marketplace, and uh, that's International Flavors and Fragrances, ticker IFF, page 472. And finally, how am I doing on time, Vern? Am I over? Oh, no, no, no. Okay. You're doing fine. Now, here's something that We're about the 11-minute Here's mark. a riddle. Let me riddle you this. Batman. Uh, I'm going to go make another okay, batch of martinis. Please. You've heard of this before, but at the same time, you've never heard of it. Okay? What is it? Dun, dun. Okay. It's uh, Avis Budget Group, ticker C-A-R, pretty clever, page 533. Now, Vern stepped out, and he's uh, making another beverage, which, honest to God, we really don't need at this point in time. But the reason I was attracted to this... Uh, first of all, Value Line is introducing it in this issue, so they've never written on it before. Avis Budget, uh, which obviously is the Avis company and the Budget company combined, 
uh, just came public about a year ago. And uh, according to the chart I'm looking at here in Value Line, it might have come around uh, 25, immediately fallen to 17, kind of worked its way back to 25, and is now backed off here to 22. Uh, what's the thesis on this? Well, uh, there seems to be an absence of knowledge in the marketplace. This was a spin-out from Sendent, which owned you know dozens of things, including, I think, uh, uh, right... Uh, Express, which is something we've talked about here before, and a bunch of other stuff I'm not thinking about right now. Um, and so it sits out there as a spin-out that I think, you know, a lot of people don't know about. It's been out here a year. I really you know, haven't been focused on it myself. But what I'm attracted to is Value Line, in any case, is showing $16.70 a share in gross cash flow for 07. The stock's at 22 16 dollars they're showing a buck ten capex per share, so that gets me down to fifteen something in free cash flow. The stock's at twenty-two. Well, you know what I, what I think I know must be wrong here, is that uh, they lease a lot of cars uh, from the manufacturers, and maybe that shows up as depreciation, and maybe it doesn't show up in gross cash flow or oh, in capex. Um, so there's some you know big numbers here to think about, but. They're earning a 40% operating margin. Final minute. Um, you know, Value Line has them with seven, seven in depreciation. So it looks like it may be trading at a very low, you know, single-digit multiple of gross cash flow, maybe 10 times uh, some kind of free cash flow number when you count for the depreciation of leased assets as a real expense versus um, in a purchase it would not be a non-cash expense. But there's two strong brands, Avis and Budget, consolidating, you know, locations, consolidating resources and trying to cut costs, a lot of money and costs coming out over the next couple of years, and it looks like it's dirt cheap, 10 times earnings. Uh, I guess I'm out of time, but uh, they've got $2 a share in cash. Value Line you know, doesn't even attempt to guess the growth rate, but two strong brands cutting costs, improving returns on capital, and looks like about 10 times free cash flow. I'm a buyer. Uh, CAR is the clever little ticker Avis Budget Group. Page 533, and that's all I have. Vern, that's Very it. Very impressive Thank you. Well, Val. let me turn it over if to I you, so. and I'm just going to get on beverage with uh, beverage break. We're at the cabin again this week. We're at the cabin, and we so are having martinis Vern. as we usually do at oh the cabin. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. We're. Uh, let me just say so I'm glad it it's your part of the show. the second half of the show, please be patient with us. Please be patient. Or just, you know, last week's show wasn't bad <sighs> if you want to skip back. Uh, that was entertaining, don't you think, last week? Um, or do you recall? I have bad <laughs> short-term memory, as you know. Uh, okay, well, um, good luck to you. Vern Value, everyone, with a lot of fanfare this week. Ooh, a lot of fanfare. Yeah. I haven't Stepping scored it up. one of those in like six or eight weeks. Well, hey, I missed you. What can I tell you? Um, getting misty here. Please. Uh, let's see. My favorite idea this week is another casualty of the fallout from... Uh, problems in the residential construction sector and i have no idea how to pronounce it it's tredegar do you think tredegar 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 i don't tredegar the symbol is tg and um they um there's unfortunately this isn't one of those stocks where they have that little box with a little written history of the company but value line has financial results back to 91 so they clearly have been around for a long time make plastic films and vinyl and aluminum extrusions 
plastic films and vinyl and aluminum extrusion. So they process uh, commodity materials into probably what might be near commodities, okay? Value-added products. The aluminum extrusion segment is half of sales. Used in curtain walls and tub and shower doors for building and construction, okay? So you know residential is a huge piece of that. Half of the business under a lot of pressure on it's the top line. It's not looking good right now. Okay. Film products, the other half of the business, makes plastic films and diaper-backed sheeting used in medical and disposable personal products such as feminine pads, infant, and adult diapers. Great. This is a business that has a secular growth rate, combination of pricing, unit volume. Unit volume is at least population growth, plus a, a, uh, plus a premium for uh, migration uh, upward in um, household income. Uh, in the third world in particular. Oh, no question. Plus a little bit of pricing, I think. Uh, higher adoption rates, I guess, is what we're talking about. So maybe a 5 or 6% growth business. Not super exciting, but very steady, I think. Stable. And certainly uh, recession resistant. So the stock is trading at uh, around $17.5, uh, according to Value Line. About a 10% discount to the market at 16 times. Dividend yield almost 1%. I'm looking at a very stable history for cash flow and earnings per share. Uh, it looks like if I take 2003-2004 uh, was the bottom for gross cash flow at around a dollar and a half a share. So that's, uh, what is that, 11 to 12 times currently. We're at a the last trough, 11 to 12 times the last trough. It's a lot trough. of arithmetic, bro. But... You know, the business does grow over time, and the market grows. I think we, we've made that argument successfully. So, um, you know, it's maybe 10 times the next trough in cash flow. Right now it's about 7 times gross cash flow. A lot of history trading north of the 10 times level. So looks very cheap on gross cash flow. There's a lot of okay. fear out there right now. Um, the stock at 1750 has traded above $20 in 9 of the last 10 years. Okay. Only in 2003, the first year when earnings and cash flow declined significantly year to year as the stock traded uh, failed to achieve at least $20. Recently, a $700 million market cap, there's a tiny amount of debt perfectly offset by cash. So $700 million enterprise value, $120 million looks like current EBITDA run rate or less than six times. Now, return on capital here is high single digit only. But I'd suggest that... Um, you know, given the cash flow characteristics, this business is either going to leverage up, buy more growth, and make the current stock price cheap, or as they then subsequently delever on a higher, on a larger platform, or they're going to be bought out. Uh, Value Line says cash flow and earnings per share can grow 12%. Um, TG, check it out. I've never heard of it until I looked at it this issue, I but don't recall with the stock down it. a lot uh, from 25 earlier this year, so. What is that? Down by more than a quarter. It's a um, lot of math. Take a look at it. TG. Well, it's a mathematical argument. It's a building oh. products company that's in the specialty chemical segment, and it's uh, on sale because of uh, fear about housing. Nobody's going to want to buy a new house ever again. We'll never need any more because we have a certain number right now that have, that haven't been sold. 
Um, which well, I was just doing a little sense. math. You have it'll, 300 it'll million Americans. Um, you know, population grows about 2%. That's 6 million new Americans, two per house, three per house. You need two or three million new houses a year just to keep even with all the well, new Well, can you imagine it, sometime, I think, it's uh, there's a very good chance in the next, pick some time frame, five years maybe through the next administ- presidential administration, we're likely to get immigration reform which will enable a large proportion of the current population who is a bit frozen out of the housing market access to it without fear. And that'll be a really good thing. And it's the uh, it's one of the un, uh, unobserved upsides right now when all the fear of the downside is uh, so rampant on, on the street. Anyway, t- check it out, TG. Now, then after that, I, you know, I, I started looking for themes because this is largely a materials issue, if you will, right? Chemicals, uh, energy, coal, all that kind of stuff. Some big themes. And there. I decided I want to own some natural gas um, because the uh, pendulum appears to be swinging back away from um, uh, polluting carbon-based fuel sources to natural gas, despite the fact that it's relatively expensive on a historic basis and where the fundamentals appear good for those that are uh, sort of grandfathered into the uh, domestic network at this point well, because gas, there's a limited incremental uh, supply available. Gas per MCF, I guess, is um, cheaper than oil and has been forever in some formula. And uh, why and that is, I'm sure, than everything. Is, yeah, it's cleaner it's than just, everything, which ultimately means it's you know it has to be a winner. Supply disruption doesn't mean and, that there aren't won't be other uh, energy sources that wouldn't also be winners. But I went looking through the pipeline businesses. That's what I like. The pipeline. A lot of them are uh, north of um, north of a market multiple, some kind of a premium. I found two that I think look have look like they probably have decent fundamentals that are under a market multiple. And both of them have yields in excess of 5.5%. And basically our theme here is if I can pay a 6% cash yield and get a 6% dividend yield, I've got about a 12% total return expectation on something that has really nice fundamentals. So the first one's Boardwalk Pipeline, which Value Line has no rating on because it's apparently a brand-new company, although there's no very little written history here about the business. Symbol is BWP. Uh, it's a limited partnership, engages in interstate transportation, gathering, and storage of natural gas. Customers are local gas distribution, municipalities, interstate and interstate pipelines, direct industrial users, power generators, blah, 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 blah. Uh, they own two natural gas pipelines serving customers in 11 <coughs> states. Headquartered in Kentucky, I believe the service area is largely the uh, southeastern United States, which is Perfect. continuing to draw population. Uh, population from the rest of the U.S. Uh, here, you know, I'm looking at about 12 times gross cash flow, so a little north of the kind of cash flow multiples we like to we like to pay. And one of the things that distinguishes this pipeline is that they're showing gross cash flow in excess of capital spending requirements. So with free cash flow above zero and not even paying a market multiple for it, <laughs> With a very hefty yield, I feel very comfortable that I can continue to get paid that yield. Um, I've got uh, about uh, what about a four point nine billion dollar enterprise value, because although I have one point three billion of debt, I've got at least three hundred million of excess cash on the balance sheet. So about four point nine billion over uh, about four hundred million of EBITDA right now. So close to twelve times on that multiple again, but. Uh, I'm still back at the same six or seven percent cash yield. 
Uh, and I've got a longer-term opportunity, according to Value Line, with my better than 50% margins of achieving a $600 million number there. So uh, with robust growth prospects and a like rational valuation. Now, Magellan, my other one, Magellan Mid, whatever, Midstream Partners, they have uh, 74% of revenue from refined petroleum products pipelines and the other 24% from marine and inland terminals located on the Gulf Coast. And this is basically business that, uh, again, um, heavily engaged in uh, more competitive operations in the overall value stream of petroleum products and energy production with the same kind of, this has a 5.8% yield, and the uh, stock recently at $43, um, around 16 times, 12 times EBITDA enterprise value. Free cash flow here, again, above zero. Return on capital looks okay, double digit. Burn Capital money. spending rising here. I have a question. But, uh, yeah. Do you know where their uh, their uh, wellheads start? In, do they start in the Gulf of Mexico? They start or? in the Gulf of Mexico. See, I think there's a bunch of terminals being built. A big political issue about building LNG, liquid natural gas terminals. And I think there's some going up there. It's going to lead to more stuff coming in. They got a pipeline into the areas of population growth. They could be advantaged if that stuff ever gets off the ground over the next five uh, years. Well, especially the uh, the prospects for development on the uh, on the uh, continental shelf off of Florida. Yeah, where they've you know talked about incrementally. This is, or is that what, that's what you were talking about. Um, and I've got one more that I want to throw out there because I got a couple minutes left on the show here. You know, I tried to go quick so that I could get to this fourth name. I don't know anything about this, but I think you want to do a little homework on it. Value line rates at a five. Okay, the stock. Let's see, all-time high is 80 back in 2000, uh, bottomed at 7.5 in 2002. Oh, thanks for the- yeah, I like that sound. Okay. I'm sorry. Um, traded above $30 in 04, 05, and 06, uh, but peaked last year at 30, 22 earlier this year, now at 9. Okay, so major change in perception of growth prospects apparently i never heard of this in my life value line says their uh, cash flow earnings growth prospects are like four percent they use high speed combinatorial methods to discover new materials for use in life sciences chemicals and electronics so it's an r&d business they develop they're working in material science which of course is a huge area in the industrial world what type of methods Vern? Combinatorial. Oh, combinatorial. I think it means they just randomly ah. add stuff together and see what they get and whether ah. it's useful to anybody. Uh, revenues uh, from the Latin to combine. <laughs> revenues from uh, collaborating with industrial partners were 46% of revenue last year, which was $124 million. So there's a mm. real business here, apparently. Mm. Um, they made They sold products. This is the sale of selected instrumentation and lab productivity software. That was a quarter of revenue, and the other quarter was licenses. So it's a bit of an intellectual property I can't business. help but notice the chart going straight down, down. Like, a, oh, yeah. uh, like, a, like a picture of the Grand Canyon. You know, I'm, I'm picturing the uh, the safe that gets dropped out of the third story onto Elmer Fudd yeah. or whatever, right? Well, yeah. That's what this looks like. It looks like the, uh, the so path of the safe. So why now, Vern? Why now well because it's really cheap it's, but it was really cheap here and here and here i mean what's going on with these guys are they just i don't losing? know are don't they know. completely losing no, control they, of they, their business what they've said is to continue to grow the business they do need to invest more in a sales force so apparently do they make I'm, any money at all i'm oh absolutely they've historically made better than 20 percent 
um, what Value Line calls operating margins. 17% last year, five this year. So margins under a lot of pressure That's because scary they're adding salespeople. You invest in front of the growth is the way it works in lots of businesses. You need salespeople to go out there and of go course. get the business. That's a scary chart, though. So I've say. got a scary chart because of great fear caused by compression and profitability as I add resources to grow revenue in the future. Folks, in the future, okay. we believe there's a good chance that this company well, now will now have higher that, revenue per share relative to the stock now price. Now that their company today. name is well known, let's move to phase two <laughs> of their plan. <laughs> That's Symantex. <laughs> I, I think this is the story. Now they also made an acquisition. They're paying 123 million in cash for something. Mm. Well, they have no debt right now. They have 100 at June 30. They had 153 million of cash. So I'm going to take a bunch of cash that's just sitting on my balance sheet, mm -hmm. and I'm going to put it to work protecting in, in the shareholders. That I bought. I think I, uh, with any luck, this will be a value-enhancing transaction. They okay. they appear to have predictably positive free cash flow, so the business self funds x hmm. x you know acquisition activity like this. So again, as long as they bought a business that has positive free cash flow. And you can go check this out. I can't do everything for you. You know, be resourceful, people. Do the owners own um, a big chunk here, the founders? Yes, Is actually, this their private playground of fun? Three financial institutions own 35%. <laughs> officers and directors own 10%. They're based in Santa Clara. Uh, Simix, SMMX, it's, um, it's about a $300 million uh, uh, market cap. I'm going to assume that... With the, uh, I'm just going to say all my cash went to make the acquisition. So is it 300 over 20 million, uh, which is what's indicated the business can kind of do as it stabilizes in EBITDA, plus whatever they have acquired. So another 10 would make it a 10 multiple of 10. If they bought uh, 20 million of EBITDA, it would make it a much lower multiple. Obviously, I'll assume they paid at least a 10 multiple. So it's probably 10 or 12 times distressed free cash flow because their margins have been under pressure but presumably with a story that's getting better and a chart that looks like people are scared to death and that's what we like to take advantage of as value investors so check out smmx do a little homework but it looks very cheap to me favorite idea for wow. me this week is this tredegar whatever it's tredegar. called yeah where it looks very cheap historically a very solid uh, obviously value-adding business casualty of housing that uh, where the story will eventually get better and uh, and my favorite idea is going to be uh, International Flavors and Fragrances, IFF, page 472, a solid company providing uh, a lot of value added to their customers for hundreds of years, back to the Middle Ages. Uh, not really, but IFF, page 472. That's Cheers, my everybody. Cheers.